This episode of the Ageless and Awesome podcast is sponsored by the Radiant Reset Hormone Detox Guide for Perimenopausal Women. As a woman in the modern world, our hormones are taking a battering. They're impacted by the food we eat, the toxins we're exposed to, such as when we eat out of plastic takeaway containers, or even worse, reheat food in them. Please don't do this. If you're handling FPOS receipts, filling the car with fuel, eating non-organic produce that hasn't been washed effectively, plus so much more things add to our toxic load every day. Even though our bodies are designed to effectively manage toxins, they haven't evolved as quickly as our toxic world has, unfortunately. So our body does need support. Symptoms such as stubborn weight gain, fatigue, disrupted periods, irritability, and gut health issues can be a sign that you'd benefit from a gentle detox. And that's why I developed the Radiant Reset Hormone Detox Guide for Perimenopausal Women. This free guide has an abundance of information to get you started on your very own DIY detox. And if you'd like to upgrade to VIP, it's only $47 for a limited time. I used to sell this program for $247. The upgrade gives you the recipes, including plenty of uh, plant-based options, the meal planner, the shopping list template, the video workshop, and so much more. Click the link in the show notes to learn more now. Take care of your hormones. They are a critical part of your health as a woman. Hi, I'm Susie Garden, and this is the Ageless and Awesome podcast. I'm an age-defying naturopath and clinical nutritionist, and I'm here to bust myths around women's health and aging so that you can be ageless and awesome in your 40s, 50s, and beyond. The Ageless and Awesome podcast is dedicated to helping women through perimenopause and menopause with great health, a positive mindset, and outrageous confidence. Hit subscribe or follow now, and let's get started. Hello, gorgeous one, and welcome to Q&A Thursday with me, Susie. And this question is from Melissa in Brisbane. And she asked me about itchy skin in menopause. Now, this is one of those lesser known symptoms that absolutely can be caused by perimenopause. And it is extremely frustrating. I've experienced this myself. And yeah, there's a whole bunch of lesser known symptoms. And so I love exploring some of these. Like I did one on BO a couple of weeks ago, and now we're going to talk about itchy skin. Now, this is a really interesting one, to be honest, and there's a couple of things that happen, or rather a couple of symptoms. One of them is itchiness, and the other one is something called formication with an M, and that is a sensation like ants are crawling on the skin. And thank goodness I've not experienced that, but I cannot even imagine how awful that must feel. But I'm going to be concentrating on itchy skin uh, today. And it certainly the way I've experienced it is just like an uncontrollable urge 
to scratch the skin, even though there's nothing there, there's no rash. It's just like intense itchiness. And uh, it can be on the limbs. For me, it's my lower legs. It can be on the face. It can be on a bunch of different areas in the body. And it can be extremely uncomfortable. And, you know, it can scratch to the point of actually um, bleeding and breaking the skin, which clearly isn't ideal. And, you know, that old friend estrogen or the lack thereof is the actual cause. You know, estrogen is beautiful for the skin. It improves the um, ability for the skin to hold water and also the collagen production. So this elasticity and the support of the skin. And so when we have that drop in estrogen, the skin can be dry, it can thin, and the itchiness is actually related to the dryness. And same as with that formication, that sensation like there is ants crawling on the skin, it's from the lower estrogen. And for many women, it happens in perimenopause and it can even extend beyond menopause. So beyond that time where you've reached 12 months since your last menstrual period. And, you know, there may be other conditions going on. So it is important if this is something that's happening for you and it's bothering you, it is something that is ideal to be discussed with your healthcare practitioner. Because what I'm talking about today is general advice, as always, it's not specific to your circumstances. So it is always important because I'm talking about this itchy skin in isolation. There may be other things going on for you, other symptoms that if you know a healthcare professional has that holistic picture, we may draw a different conclusion than it just being from low estrogen of menopause or perimenopause. And um, when people have this itchy skin, there are a few things you can do to help manage that, Um, mainly lifestyle factors and things to avoid, things that we know kind of can make it worse are smoking. I mean, smoking is not really great for many things, to be honest. Uh, Smoking, if you can avoid smoking, that's ideal. Also, long, hot showers or hot baths can promote the itching, overexposure to the sun, stress, of course, uh, late nights and poor sleep. I mean, late nights we can probably, for the most part, avoid. Poor sleep can be part of perimenopause, so that is something that, you know, if we can support good sleep habits, that may help with the itchy skin. Also, just reviewing the products that you're putting on your skin. Are there irritants in them? Try to go as natural as possible and as few ingredients as possible and avoiding things that have high levels of perfume. I've recently bought a goat uh, hand soap and it has a very, I did not realize this. I bought it online. (laughs) It's very highly perfumed and it's really weird uh, for me because I don't use highly perfumed thing. In fact, most of my stuff doesn't smell like anything at all. And this thing is like, I love it. Like it smells fantastic, but it really kind of 
stood out to me, like the smell of it. Um, the product's actually quite nice, but um, yeah, it's it's really interesting to me that in a natural product like that, it's so highly perfumed. Um, so things like that can, like avoiding those things I just listed can really help. Um, in terms of what you can do to uh, help um, relieve the itching, things like having omega-3 fatty acids in the diet and flaxseed oil is a great one for that. You can whip it into your yogurt. You can whip it into a smoothie. You can drizzle it over a salad. You cannot cook with it. So be really careful with flaxseed oil. Obviously also, um, omega-3s are present in eggs, in fish, things like that. Taking a fish oil supplement might be valuable, particularly if you also have other things going on like heart conditions, etc. Um, also hydration, obviously really important because that lack of estrogen is reducing your ability of the skin to hold water. Then having a good hydration will help. Um, and also things like Oats. Oats is an amazing, I mean, oats are amazing anyway. They're fantastic to eat, but they're also really lovely on the skin. And colloidal oatmeal is one that's made from finely ground oats. And oats has a real anti-inflammatory effect. So one of the home remedies you can do is get some oats, grind them really fine. If you've got a blender or a Nutribullet or something like that, and you can throw that in a, a lukewarm bath and just soak in it. Um, there are also heaps of oatmeal body creams and things like that that can be really soothing for itchy skin. And it's really important to put like a nice rich cream on your body because you want to make sure, because we have trouble holding on to water in the skin when we have lower estrogen, if we're putting creams on top that can help provide like a bit of a barrier to, um, so that the water is less likely to kind of release from the skin, that can be really helpful. And that's where oils can actually be very helpful, like um, coconut oil. If you, I personally find the coconut a little bit overpowering. Um, sweet almond oil can be really lovely in a skin um uh, kind of preparation, but really just the oil itself is fine. Um, aloe vera is beautiful. It's antibacterial, antifungal, and anti-inflammatory, which really soothes the skin. Also things like um, just really kind of looking after your skin and your body generally. So I mentioned stress before, but so just managing your stress in a way that works well for you, that fits into your lifestyle, but also have a think about like, even just if you are putting body cream on, doing it in a way that's like a self-care ritual. So rubbing it into your body and, and just really appreciating your body as you are rubbing it in is actually really lovely for the mind. And when we practice self-acceptance and self-love, it does reduce our stress levels and helps us to just feel good about ourselves. So being mindful when you are putting on like your body creams or if you're going to have like an oatmeal bath, just enjoying it, you know, even if it's something that's prescribed, setting it up as a little bit of a ritual can be really quite lovely 
And again, just enjoying lying in the bath and feeling the water on your skin and feeling the um, sensation of the warmth of the water. That sort of stuff can be just a really lovely way to manage stress and look after your skin at the same time, but it's not taking up any extra time. Another thing you could possibly look at are phytoestrogens. So um, phytoestrogens are plant compounds with estrogen-like properties. So things like soybeans, flaxseed, as I mentioned, whole grains, legumes, um, fruit and veggies. Look, they're not a replacement for estrogen. They're not, but they may just help a little bit. Um, so yeah, things like that can are always, anything you can do, all these small steps do have an additive effect that can really help. I've also personally found just even um, cool compresses, ice, things like that. I mean, I'm lucky I live in a really warm climate. Um, so putting ice and cool things on my skin is actually very nice anyway <laughs> to cool me down, but it is actually very soothing for skin as well. So I hope, Melissa, that has helped in terms of how to manage your itchy menopausal skin. It is super frustrating as a fellow sufferer, but you know, to be honest, I haven't had it for quite some time now, months, I'd say. Um, and I, yeah, I've been using a really beautiful body cream that does have oats in it. So that I think has been extremely helpful. And of course I do have my flaxseed oil every day and, and all of the things. So I hope that's been helpful for more than just Melissa, because I think it is a really, really common problem and not one that necessarily gets connected to perimenopause. Uh, please keep those questions coming in. I actually have a whole bunch, which is awesome. And I'm just getting them organized at the moment so that I can uh, batch record a few apps with these questions, but I'm always looking for more and more suggestions for topics. So enjoy the rest of your week. Uh, I will be back next Tuesday with my usual regular long form episode. Have an awesome weekend and I will see you next Tuesday. Thanks so much for joining me today on the Ageless and Awesome podcast. If you liked today's episode, please make sure you click the little plus button if you're on Apple Podcasts or the follow button if you're on Spotify so that you can get each new episode delivered to you every single week. If you like free stuff and who doesn't, then head over to suzygarden.com and grab my eight essential age-defying secrets every woman over 40 should know right now. Or if you'd like to continue the discussion, head over to Instagram and DM me at Wellness. I'd love to connect with you.